You are Locked On Timberwolves, your daily podcast on the Minnesota Timberwolves, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello, folks. Welcome to another Locked On Wolves podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Colt Molesky here, and we're going to be doing some draft recap. Watching the draft last night. Had a lot of had a lot of prep leading up to it. Had a lot of lot of content for you guys, both on the Locked On Wolves podcast and, of course, the Locked On NBA podcast. The whole network coming together, putting together a mock draft. All the host, all the hosts of the individual shows, putting together great content over the last few weeks. I know here on the show we've been doing for the last over a month now we've been doing prospect wednesdays the last couple of weeks we've been talking a ton about the draft how it affect, may affect free agency and it all finally came to a head when we had both rounds last night obviously some surprises uh you had atlanta trading luca and uh trading luca to the dallas mavericks for trey young and for the 2021 pick you had the Miles Porter Jr. or Michael Porter Jr. Excuse me, Michael Porter Jr. dropping uh, all the way down to 14, just barely staying inside the lottery with the Nuggets pick. You had Colin Sexton headed to the Cleveland Cavaliers. A lot of interesting stuff. Uh, Lonnie Walker to the Spurs. Those were kind of the two picks that I thought were maybe the best picks in the draft, honestly. The Colin Sexton to the Cavaliers and uh, the San Antonio Spurs grabbing Lonnie Walker. Those were personally the two the two picks that I thought were really great. I would have had McCall Bridges to to the 76ers up there, but they traded him for Zaire Smith, of course, getting Zaire Smith from the Phoenix Suns and a pick. I believe it was a a pick in that same 2021 draft, and then also sending McCall Bridges to the Suns. Gosh, what a bummer to be traded to be drafted by the 76ers and trained to the Suns. <laughs> that would be a real bummer. Uh, but all that happened last night. If you missed it, go check out. I don't want to go pick by pick. Obviously, go check out the drafts. Those are just some of the highlights. Uh, go check out the the completed list. You can find those pretty much anywhere. ESPN, Bleacher Report, all over the place. Uh, but today, obviously, we're gonna be really talking about the draft picks that the Timberwolves selected. Now it's Friday, so I'm gonna kind of give you who they selected in case you missed it and reactions to it over the weekend i'll dive into more stats and i'll have probably do monday or uh mo- yeah monday tuesday i'll probably have one day just for each draft pick really dive into how these guys fit in uh and we'll focus really on reactions right now and and the reactions to to each pick but that's what we'll be doing the rest of the day so first of all wanted to go over uh Wanted to go over the, uh, excuse me, losing my train of thought here. Wanted to go over who they were picked, who they picked, and where. Uh, so in the first round, the Timberwolves selected Josh uh, Okogi. Okogi, Okogi. I'll figure out how to say. It. I'll figure out the pron- correct pronouns. Okogi, uh, I think is. I was trying to look it up before. Okogi, I believe, is the correct correct pronunciation out of Georgia Tech 
uh, in at number 20 again. That's the first round pick. Uh, just some quick stats for you. Again, if you didn't see, uh, these are his stats from the 2017-18 season at Georgia Tech. 18.2 points per game, uh, 6.3 rebounds, 2.5 assists. He shot 41% from the field, 82% from the free throw line. Had a player efficiency rate of 22.3, and those were all his sophomore stats. His freshman stats, he had... Uh, 16.1 points per game, 1.6 assists, 5.4 rebounds, and he shot 53 or 55, excuse me, percent from the field. So other than his shooting percentage, really see a pretty good uptick in in uh, production from year to year. And uh, I know that he had the injury his second year, only was able to play 24 games, but he started every game that he's played in at Georgia Tech, started 37 of the 37 games he played in his first season and 24 of all the games that he started, or that he played in last season he started in. So this guy uh, clearly uh, is a dedicated effort to for more defense. I don't think he's really going to do a ton to bolster the offense too much. He's mostly a long perimeter defender, somebody that you can really throw out there on the edge at 6'4", and uh, 200, uh, about 207, 210 pounds. Uh, he's, uh, just a long guy you can throw out on the perimeter. Uh, he will, will play, or he's positioned at shooting guard, but I can see him playing uh, in small ball sets as a, a small ball three maybe even. Uh, and and pairing him alongside some guards. I think he would be interesting just right off the top of my head. Again, I've only had a little bit to digest this because he was just picked last night. And so just thinking about, really thinking about this morning, like it would be interesting to see him if they do retain Derrick Rose, see him in sets with like jo- or with Jeff Teague and Derrick Rose and then have him as kind of the long wing perimeter with, out there with Andrew Wiggins, go super small with that lineup. Stuff like that I think would be interesting. Uh, I got to be totally honest, my reaction right away to the first pick that they had uh, right away was just disappointment. I'm not going to lie. I, Aaron Holiday was right there, uh, and they, they just didn't take him. And, and I, really, I really believe that he was the best player available at that pick. And, gosh, I, I know that they have some point guards, but I think he could have really helped out some stuff uh, I think that they they could have put uh, other point guards in trades by drafting a point guard like Aaron Holiday. Aaron Holiday is just a guy that comes in. He's got such a the, – the, his whole family, he's a basketball family. Parents played in college. Uh, you have, obviously, uh, Justin Holiday for the Bulls, uh, Drew Holiday for the, the Pelicans in the NBA. Sister played college ball. I, I just think he knows with his brothers playing pro in the pros so many years before him. I think he's just been around locker rooms. I think he knows how to handle a bunch of the NBA stuff. I think he, it's not going to be hard to surprise him in the NBA. And I think that uh, his style of play, he's a little bit bigger of a guard. Or, excuse me, he's a smaller guard. He's a smaller guard, but he he's able to create his own shot. He's able to create shots for his teammates. He's going to take a lot of threes. He's going to have really good three-point shooting percentage. He's really quick. He's got a great basketball IQ. 
And uh, I think that he'll, he'd be able to help them a little bit on the perimeter and do a lot of things for them offensively. I know they need help on defense, but they also needed help offensively from the perimeter. And I think he would be somewhat of a help defensively. Uh, he, I don't think he'd be too big of a negative. Uh, not like maybe Jamal Crawford was last year, but he would also be such a positive on offense. I just think that you just got to ignore the player position sometimes and when you're at that 20th spot it's so crucial to just take the best available player and maybe not worry about how he fits in right away and just know that his talent will will get him production help help your team produce good things uh, outside of maybe what you needed and not be so focused on that but they went for a wing guy and uh they obviously wanted to try and get a little more defense than offense so that's what they got with uh, with Josh, and so I mean you can't you can't be super mad about uh, th- them trying to fix some things. I just I just really think they maybe missed an opportunity. But hey, you know what? I'll I'll dive into the the stuff on over the weekend, and I'm pretty sure I, I can I can uh, I can talk myself into this one and and come around on it. But it, my initial reaction I'm just being honest. My initial reaction was I was kind of disappointed. I'm gonna be honest with you guys. And, uh, yeah, so that was the initial reaction. Agree with it if you want. Uh, yeah, let, let, me know, let me know what you guys think. Tweet at me at Cmoleski, M-O-L-E-S-K-Y, at Cmoleski on Twitter. Let me know what you guys thought of the draft uh, or what you thought, think of the picks, what you think of the incoming talent. Uh, and, the, and the second pick for the Timberwolves we'll actually get to after a break for some sponsors. All right, so just recapping. The Timberwolves 2018 draft, obviously a little less exciting, no big trades or anything like that, Uh, but they did have a 20th pick in the first round and then the 18th pick in the second round, and we just talked about the first round pick, so we're going to get to the 18th pick in in the second round, the Timberwolves at 18. Grabbed a power forward, somebody that you, you kind of figured with all the talk, even headed into last year, they grabbed somebody at power forward because there's always, there's always been a little bit of a, a shallow, uh, that's always been their shallow position is power forward for the last year. And you figured that they wouldn't address it with all the shooting guards, with all the wings, uh, and, and with guys like the centers and the, the big guys like Miles Bridges uh, going early. Uh, Big guys like Miles Bridges and and Jackson going early, uh, who the Timberwolves might want to move around and maybe put them at uh, try them out power forward if they were on the team. Those guys were going to go early, so you probably go stretch guy later in this in this stretcher point guard, and they went with the stretch wing, and then addressing a need in that second round at the 18th pick, the Timberwolves selected Keita Bates Diop of Ohio State. He was actually the player of the year in the Big Ten. Uh, he was a, a redshirt junior last season. And here here are just some stats. I'll give you some stats again before a reaction, but stats for, for base Diop, 19.8 points per game, 8.7 rebounds, 1.6 assists, 48% shooting, 79% from the free throw line, 27.5 player efficiency rating this guy I actually really like I actually really like this pick I think that it's steals not the right word I think that'll be a sneaky really good pick I think it'll be a really sneaky great pick I think that uh, 
Uh, Bayes Diop is a guy who who can stretch the floor a little bit for you, and he can play big. You see with the rebounds. Obviously, they're not NBA rebounds, but you see with his rebounds every single year, he gets a little better on the glass. First year, 2.1 rebounds per game. Second year, 6.4. Uh, third year, 5.2. And then his final year when he was the Big Ten Player of the Year, he had 8.7 rebounds. And so he's getting better on the glass. Obviously, there's getting to be a more aggressive play on the glass. And you see that not only with the rebounds per game, but also he's averaging more rebounds, offensive rebounds per game. Again, it's th- these ones are a little more slight of a, a an increase. But last year, or two years ago, it was 1.3 offensive rebounds per game. Last year, it was 1.5. Again, it's a little bit of a bump, but that the it just shows that he is... Uh, every year getting just a little bit better, just getting a little more aggressive every single year uh, on the boards and a big jump from 5.2 to 8.7 rebounds per game. I, I like that, and I also like that he can get out on the perimeter. He shot 35% from three, actually averaged 5.4 three-point attempts per game last season with Ohio State. So I like that he's a, a big guy, uh, a tall guy, uh, playing at power forward, 6'7", 190 pounds, a, a tall, long guy who's going to be comfortable out on the perimeter and get in there against the glass too. I like that he can kind of play inside out. He seems to have a pretty complete game. Uh, I don't know how high his ceiling is necessarily. I think that he's, I think that his ceiling isn't a huge jump past where he is right now, but I think he is one of those guys that is going to come in and right away be able to give you maybe 12 to twelve to 18 really solid minutes off the bench for the Timberwolves. I think that he could be one of those guys. Once he finds his fit in the system, and again, I, I'm not saying he's going to come out in September and just light it up off the bench and average uh, like 13 points off the bench right away, but I think in December, he's going to be a guy who, uh, who helps the Timberwolves in a lot of games, and once he finds a rhythm and a spot in this system, I think that he could be really good off the bench he could be kind of that fringe six man kind of spot off the bench for the Timberwolves in his first year and once he gets a hold of the system he could be really solid I think that he fits in to what they're trying to do with Jimmy Butler and Andrew Wiggins and Towns I think he fits the system nicely and I think that he's ready to perform and ready to do a few things really well for the Timberwolves help to stretch the floor a little bit play aggressive on the glass help Towns on the boards a little bit and he's going to be kind of that younger replacement for the minutes that minutes that Taj Gibson is playing and hopefully you're able to even ask more of him offensively than they asked from Taj Gibson and so you're kind of giving fresh legs in that spot so I actually of the two picks I really like this pick because I think that they didn't necessarily reach I like that they didn't reach to try and fill a spot at power forward but they had this guy kind of fall to them I don't know I I was expecting him to go a little or just personally and what I've read about him, I was expecting him to go maybe a little earlier in that second round and so to have him at 18 there really to have your pick between two of uh I would say two of some of the the best power forwards you're probably going to get after the first 14 picks in uh base Diop and uh Chimizzi Matu uh, who got taken by the Spurs at 19 right after right after Bates uh, to have those two power forwards, to kind of have your pick of those two, uh, if you're the Timberwolves in there, I thought that was really good, and I really, I really don't think that they would have been in a bind either way with which either one they they grabbed, and I think that Bates is just the guy that's going to come in right away and 
be uh, be somebody who can who can jump in and do three or four things really well. And again, I'm not sure where his ceiling's at necessarily, but I know that you can expect him to be a B role player right away. And so that's nice. That's nice for the Timberwolves to get a young guy who can come in here and do some things right away. Especially when you're kind of you don't know how Josh is going to play their first round pick. You don't know how uh, Justin Patton is going to do since he didn't really get to show you what he was capable of last year with the foot injury to start out uh, before the season. So it's nice to have a guy who I think they can depend on immediately. And I really like the second-round pick. Going to have to sell myself on the first-round pick. Really like the second-round pick. And, again, I'm going to look at these guys, really, really deep-dive these guys and take a good, hard, long look at them over the weekend and come back to you with more content Monday and Tuesday on both of these guys. So thanks uh, thanks for listening to the reactions, thoughts right away on the picks. And you guys, you guys have a fantastic weekend. And please tune in again to the Lockdown Wolves Podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. You are Lockdown Timberwolves, your daily Minnesota Timberwolves podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast.